You have been fearful of everyone and everything. You are afraid of God, of me, and of yourself. Our emphasis is now on healing. Healing is not a miracle. All healing is essentially the release from fear. You don't understand healing because of your own fear. Being afraid seems to be involuntary. Something beyond your control. Fear arises from lack of love. The only remedy for lack of love is perfect love. You prefer to believe that your thoughts cannot exert real influence because you are actually afraid of them. It is much more helpful to remind you that you don't guard your thoughts carefully enough. You may feel that at this point it would take a miracle to enable you to do this, which is perfectly true. You are not used to miracle-minded thinking, but we can be trained to think that way. All miracle workers need that kind of training. By choosing the miracle, you have rejected fear. Fear is really nothing, and love is everything. An extract from A Course in Miracles. Hello everyone, this is Ramona Peyo. I'm a holistic coach and an advanced social practitioner. I'm here bringing you this podcast mini-series entitled Fear, Embrace or Overcome It and What Waits for Us on the Other Side. My guest speaker today is David Carter. David lives in London. He is an organization development practitioner for the public sector. He is also a coach. He has struggled with anxiety and fear generally. But according to him, he has learned a lot from it. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you David. Enjoy. Hi, David. Hello. Hi. Um, It's a great pleasure to have you here today. Um, and I just want to say that um, our listeners have heard a bit about yourself um, in terms of what you do, what your social role is, but I and them hopefully will be very interesting to find out who you are, who David is, beyond all the, the, the social constructs and the roles and responsibilities <laughs> we have on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, it's it's such a it's such a difficult question, isn't it? I mean, so easy and so difficult. And I I think sometimes when I'm asked things like that, it just you suddenly kind of question everything about <laughs> everything about yourself, and uh, and 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 to really start to think, God, what, who am I? But um, I. I'm I'm a man in in, in my thirties, and I'm uh, I, I work in in something called organisation development, and professionally, like that's who I say I am, and and who I want to be as well in that that professional world, um, and that that role, interestingly, isn't 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 something which feels like it's um 
defined by an institution necessarily it feels like something quite human and quite uh yeah quite real quite authentic potentially you know it's because it's about it's about bringing for me and we all define our, our roles i suppose um for me it's about bringing humanity to the workplace uh, it's about bringing it's about the potential of humans to work wonderfully together and achieve amazing things together and be happy together uh and it's you know it's it's about bringing the basic the basic uh elements of of humanity to uh, uh, and potential to 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 all things we do so yeah that um, <laughs> <laughs> sounds really sounds kind of pretentious but um <laughs> but um but uh yeah the reality the reality of it is that i i, I know I, I like most people get involved in little admin bits and um spend a lot of time with office politics and um sending emails and stuff but you know out, outside of that i'm uh i i'm i'm a, a very very happy husband uh, I'm a very, very happy son and um, brother, and and um, uh, I'm, I'm I've, I've got great great friends who I, I don't see enough of, and um, uh, I'm also a keen you know uh, musician like musician. I like music a lot, and I play some music, and I like improvising, improvising, and and I think that's that's a big part of who I am is is the uh, creative a creative person an improviser and um and and i try to be to be a nice person as well and and to try to try and value kindness and um and compassion uh just being friendly <laughs> um but you know it's it's these, I, th I think a lot of these things, like these, this, who am I? It's more, it's more like maybe who I want to be. Uh, and uh, there's obviously a lot of a lot of silliness that that um, gets in the way of, of that who I want to be. So who I am is probably a mix of who I want to be and when I'm, you know, the the incidental, the the um perhaps the shadow of that or the, the the distracted the frustrated or the lazy or the you know the, all those times where i'm not meeting those those values those 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 goals that i have for myself and for the people i live with and work with it's a long answer, <laughs> yeah, answer. but yeah. yeah so you're many things um only one. Uh, yeah, we all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we totally all are, and and yeah, um, yeah. So mm -hmm. I suppose I'm trying. I'm trying to like justify my long uh, and you know long, long and, and seemingly pretentious answer by saying that ev everyone's everyone's all these things. Everyone's all these things, and everyone's got so many different different facets. Uh, uh, yeah. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. 
Um, it, it's always is interesting that whenever I interview somebody, they, they tend, for example, you said that you are an, an improviser um, and that you're feeling very uh, attracted to the idea of, of creation and creating, um, which, uh, which is always lovely to, to hear when it comes to creative creativeness and uh, being a creative um, person. Talking about the, the theme of our podcast, um, it's it's about fear and going from that bit to your fears, would you be able to listen to, to share with our listeners um, whether you have dealt with or whether you're currently experiencing any fears that you may want to, to talk about? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot. Um, so it's best to start with what I'm currently experiencing or or, or, or in the past, maybe? It's, it's down to you. It's up to you. Okay. Um, the, the one that, that, that immediately springs to mind and, and has been something that's been lurking, if not very present since I was about 14, so that'd be 22 years. Uh, is uh, health anxiety um, uh, or a fear of of illnesses and more specifically illnesses that will are in some way like they are um, um, like like kind of cancers and things like that they're, they're long-term illnesses that go like you degrade over time and and um, and <laughs> and and uh, that's that's something that has been lurking yeah since since yeah way back and it's at its worst it's been like i wake up and that's what i start thinking about and then it it, it feels like i don't didn't stop thinking about it until i went went to sleep again um i mean obviously Think there's things that happen in the day at that time, you know. But that was happening. I was probably at school or university, and you know, I, I was, <laughs> I was, I was distracted by other things. I was talking to people. I was talking to friends. I was, I was having a, a nice time. But it's like any time that, that those distractions weren't there, and it felt like immediately the, the thought was there again about whatever, whatever illness that I, 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 I felt like I, I had, um, and that has. I mean, it, it hit its peak in, 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 you know, when I was a teenager. But it's it's kind of been, you know, sometimes it was dormant and then it would just pop up again. Um, and it, you know, it still it still lurks around. So you know, even this year, um, it's it's come and gone. Um, but I'm much better at dealing with it now. Yeah. So that's that's the big the biggie in my life it's so interesting that you're sharing this because one of my biggest fears is the fear of illness and it's not as much the fear of death but the fear of illness um mm. and I've, I've i've been doing loads of like reflection to find out where is this coming from and as you say it's dormant and then it's in your face hitting you <laughs> the, the hardest yeah. it, 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 it can find um, and one thing that I got to in terms of my conclusion is that I've witnessed a lot of illness, illness around me when I was a kid. 
And I remember that, um, for example, I was living with my grandfather and grandmother, and my grandfather was, was seriously ill. And when he, he was complaining a lot about what was going like going on for him, and I was, I wanted to be like him because I love him so much. So I was creating things like, oh yeah, my arm is hurting as well. Oh yeah, I've got this and that, just to feel accepted and somehow to belong. So one of my things is like, it may be that I've witnessed a lot of illness in my life. Um, so I'm wondering what what is in there for you? Um, where do you think that's coming from? Um, yeah, I've got some, the- some, some theories. I, it's very funny. I, I just got off the phone to my uncle and he, um, uh, he, he, he's, well, you know what? <laughs> Anytime you talk to him, you say, "How are you?" and he's like, "Oh, well, you shouldn't have asked." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, have you? How long have you got? Kind of thing. And um, uh, but it, he's not. He's he's not usually. You know, as the family goes, that part of the family, um, they. He's not. He's not one of the the, the key, the key kind of. Um, I was going to say culprits, but that makes it sound like it's it's something wrong, and I don't think it, it is. It's just something that yeah, affects us uh, because I'm I'm if I, if they're culprits, that I'm I'm a culprit too, and I don't feel like a culprit. But um, uh, or at least I don't anymore. <laughs> I, but I certainly did. There's something wrong with me. What's wrong with me? I'm, I'm stupid for, for this. But um, uh, but yeah. So people in my family did did have that and. It goes right back to my great grandmother, who apparently I, I, I barely knew her, but apparently she was always complaining about something wrong with her. Um, that didn't so much happen with my immediate family. So my, I didn't, I didn't with my mum, my mum and my stepdad, or my dad and my stepmom, like that. That didn't seem to be something they, something they worried about. Maybe oh, I, <laughs> there was I inherited a bit of a bit of compulsive obsessiveness um around certain things quite young so uh being really worried being really worried about um plugs being on and having to check them and check them over and over again before i went to sleep because i was worried and this is something that i was i was i was told once that or maybe uh, maybe a few times that you know that could cause a fire and then that fire would you know yeah, I drew my own conclusions that then I'd be responsible for you know everyone yeah. dying and and in the house. So I I'd, I'd check that over and over again. I'd check the windows over and over again. Uh, and I think I had a, a bit of an issue with if I had a thought bad thought in my head, I just couldn't get rid of it. And it wasn't it wasn't illnesses at that time, but it was. Um, I remember just having like that just thoughts when you're trying to drift off to sleep and i had the thoughts that i didn't want to have and they just wouldn't i couldn't get them to go away like there's one very specific one about me i lived on the bottom of a hill and i'd want to get to the top of the hill and it was just either and so and this was in a dream sometimes trying to get to the top of the hill i I just could never get to the top of the hill, and <laughs> um, and I kept on slipping down. And then that 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 kind of thinking pattern seemed to be 
it's be, be you know something that happened in other it, it, you know just just when I was conscious as well and or just lying in bed and um, yeah so and I don't know where they came from really uh, I mean I, don't, I know I, I know that that um, that my stepdad in particular was really worried about um, about risks about hazards about danger you know so whether you know different things in the house and there was also um a hand hygiene like i i was very very concerned and worried about hand hygiene i don't know what i was told and i don't think it was anything extreme but i was but i was told that uh, you know i had to make sure my hands were clean and then uh, that that would um that really became a, 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 an obsession so much so that if i hadn't clean my hands after going to the toilet then I just couldn't think straight at all I couldn't think of anything else but getting my hands clean and um, you know so I had these kind of obsessive qualities but um, it didn't it didn't develop or evolve into a health kind of a health orientated concerns until um, until a bit later on about 13 14 but yeah I so I maybe there's some something genetic or something about the the family or some you know but 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 you know it's my mum's side of the family and she certainly not i don't remember her ever complaining about her health um but i think she was quite an anxious person but very a lot very much worried about things a lot she doesn't sleep very well that kind of thing so it's around i suppose it was around whether it was whether it's you know in that form or, or not yeah one other thing that um, happened to me is that whenever I was ill, I I used to get uh, the most attention from everybody. So mm -hmm. I I was trying to get ill because otherwise they wouldn't pay much attention, kind of, you know. Um, and I, I was thinking that maybe all these together may, may have given me this, this fear of illness. But in the past, it was like I liked to be there amongst that kind of attitude like oh be ill because you, you have the love be ill because you have the attention and so on um and i still I, i'm still like trying to digest because i think i'm only touching the surface it may be something deeper that i as you said genetic i have no idea but it may be something more than that um so yes yeah, it's, it's interesting how uh, would you yeah you? yeah no i was just gonna um I mean, one of one of my theories. I'm not, you know, it's they're difficult to to, to um, justify or, or to confirm. Sorry, these kind of theories, but um, is that when I was kind of when I was disconnected from from people and felt like, you know, there's one there was one time. So when my when it all started to kick off the the you know, health anxiety, I was. Not getting full-on bullied, but a little bit of bullying and and kind of rejection from my friend group, um, uh, and I don't, you know, it's it, is that a coincidence? Um, maybe, but uh, there was there were there are other points when when it kind of kick, kicked in again, when when I was a bit disconnected from people or felt a little bit um you know on outcast from from a group of my my, my group of friends 
um, and times when it it wasn't there where I was where I wasn't anxious or fearful about my health where and that actually I was really well connected and, and felt like I was in a good kind of little community um, so I you know it's not very scientific but it, it, it is one of, one of my one of my theories on, on, on what makes it worse what makes it spike when you know I'm 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 introverted. I'm a reflector, and um, and you know, if I go in on myself, go into a mega reflective state, and I'm not really connected to people, then is that? And I feel like there's something wrong with me because I'm being rejected. Is that you know? Is that all kind of combining to to and, and you know and and causing this health anxiety? Yeah, because we talk about wellness and we talk about illness, and I I I tend to co correlate the, the wellness with the idea of feeling safe um, and feeling that like self worth. The self worth is there, uh, dancing with the wellness and the idea of safety. And I'm wondering whether the opposite is like when we talk about illness, if we talk about being on on our own. Um, being un feeling unsafe, feeling that it's nobody there to to cover our backs when we can't cover it for ourselves. Um, so yeah, I was playing playing with all the ideas whether it's <clears throat> this fear of illness is something else. Maybe it's <laughs> it's it's just a mask of something else. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's making me think of. Um... I don't know if you've come across uh, Johan Hari. Um, he, they, um, he he wrote a book which I <laughs> I've listened to on an audio book because um, don't read I don't read anymore. <laughs> Just listen to stuff. Um, and he wrote one called and and read one called uh, Lost Connections. And I think there's something another one about addiction that he wrote. Which, and and he does TED talks as well. And and he, he he kind of explains addiction and, and a lot of mental illness through through lost you know they're being either connected or you know disconnected um from various things um and you know so that's it that's kind of influenced my thinking i suppose influenced that theory as well and and um it sounds like it, it you know there's parallels with with your kind of thinking on on you know illness and uh, wellness it's interesting as well I, like I, I, I studied sociology um, and uh, which was great and I felt very natural at, at the time um, and um, one of my kind of my bits of thinking there was about um, men, mental health and wellness and just like, like you said about wellness kind of similar to what you said about wellness being kind of defined by society a little bit i mean it's created by 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 social structures um as in the the feelings that we have the environments that we're in so the feelings that we, that we have are, are often defined by the environments that we're that we're in um and this kind of again like relating to johan hurry what johan hurry was saying about we our approach to 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 wellness is 
or, Ill, or mental illness is to medicate or was at one time to, to medicate where perhaps more we should be looking at the um, the environment that people are in and whether that's that that's well suited to to the people to two people uh, and um i think you know his case was essentially that that the the culture the wider culture that we we, we operate within is, is is not it's not uh it's not uh fertile it's not um it's not human <laughs> in many ways uh, and and you know that 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 leads to to many of these illnesses or fit you know and 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 fears like um my my my, my best friend has um is, is he was diagnosed as having paranoid being paranoid schizophrenic and when he was like 18 19 and you know he's he's a bit older than me now so you know for the past 20 almost 20 years and i don't know i just sometimes i feel like that's just like society's failed him and that's why he's why he had that issue in the first place and why it it, it has it's it's still he's, he's much better and he, he, he does really well and he's you know a great amazing person but you know it's um it hasn't helped in fact it's i think probably sustained thing and 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 you know in in in, in the point i was trying to make well, I'm, I'm, I'm a rambler but the point i was trying to make before was about societies previously might have seen some of these kind of illness like what is defined now as illness is actually being really valuable in certain ways like and you know people people like like him and, and people like i think a lot of people who who have mental um, difficulties they um they have such insight and such kind of um, you know brilliance but it's um there's I, I i do i do think that it's it's the the, the environments that they're in that, that really hamper that potential and and define it as being something that's wrong or bad and you know and that leads to all kinds of you know that, that turning in on yourself maybe um and attacking yourself and and you know that all of the fears emerge um and take over and i think fear fear is used against you isn't it it's like you're you need to sort yourself out you need to you know you're not like everyone else you need to be compliant and um uh there's shame i suppose if you feel shame and you feel outcast and then you you just fill with fear and anxiety and self-loathing and 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 um you know it's a downward spiral So you, you, you mentioned about a, a sort of a definition when it comes to fear, but do you have a definition of what fear may be based on your experiences? It, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's loads of things. It's it's very horrible feeling. Um, 
with a physical feeling and uh you know i got everyone uh, you know everyone can um everyone knows exactly where fear hits them and the things that it does to their body whether it's like that around your throat or on your chest or on your stomach or your, your fingers and um so it's 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 a really nasty fit feeling that was useful um i said was useful because it's not i don't think it is useful so much anymore um uh, it's uh, useful it's not useful to those who want to see the um our humanity and our so our, our you know the best for us right now and, and, and you know the, uh, us as us being all humans i don't think i think fear has been used as a tool so it's a feeling but it's also a tool that's been used throughout history perhaps there's a case for, for it have having been the right tool for the right time at one point but i think it's lost its relevance so yeah a feeling it's a tool but it's a it's like a tool from another age that is still being used now and I don't think it needs to be I don't think it needs to be used anymore um, yeah so yeah that's my that's my definition with a bit of a with a bit of a kind of maybe a bit of political ideology there as well <laughs> So you were talking about your current fears and if you were to reflect um, back to probably previous fears that you may have experienced or, or currently as well, um, how would you describe your responses to fear? What have you done with it? <laughs> um, so currently I deal with fear through um, I think lots of kind of quite quite healthy sustainable strategies um because I've learned that that's what you have to do um and you have to seek help and advice and you have to find the right tools the right strategies that work for you to do something with the fear because the fear is going to always come and they never go away but it's uh, a boring a phrase from someone else, Chade Meng Tang, who's the guy who worked for Google. Uh, I think he borrowed it from Buddhism. <laughs> the guy who he, he worked for Google, he was like the head of chief happiness officer or something like that in in, uh, in Google for a while. But he said it's like thoughts. These thoughts are like they've got to be like writing on water. They it, they fade. They, they it happens, but it fades as soon as that as soon as it. Um, arrives, it's kind of gone all again, and I, th- 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 I think you, you, you achieve that through different ways. But f- and I'm not saying I have achieved it, but I'm working towards that goal, and that's through um, things like mindfulness um, and regular mindfulness um, or me- meditation, um, um, bits of yoga. And very specifically, yoga called Kundalini Yoga for me, which I fell into through a, a friend and colleague who is a, 
a teacher of, of that type of yoga. Um, it's the first type I tried, and it was very had a very mindful quality to it as well. It was not just you know doing stretches and exercises. It's really, really kind of um, enc- really encouraging, focusing of mind um, and lots of different qualities that I don't understand at all <laughs> because it's very complicated. Um, and how else? What else do I do? Um, there's things that I'd like to do, but I don't do enough of, which are things like um, gratitude, particularly. And sometimes I don't value gratitude enough. But I, I when I, so I watched the Brené Brown clip the other day when she was talking about um, uh, joy, foreboding joy like the moment when and she, she specifically talks about um, parents who stand are standing over their their um, you know their, their, little, their child and they're like this is so, this is so fantastic um, I love you so much I, you know but then first thing you know, there's that moment of joy and then the first thing that happens is something terrible is going to happen to them something yeah. terrible is going to happen and I like it, you know, I think loads of people can relate to that and, and, I, and I, I, I certainly can too. And, um, and uh, but she's like, the, you can combat that with, with gratitude. And I really think it works. I really think it, it, it's, it, it does help. And it's like in that moment as well, if you can catch yourself when you're like, oh no, something terrible is going to happen, then you kind of, you shift to, okay, I, I, I know what this is. This is me trying to find. Well, actually, I don't fully understand. I still don't fully understand sometimes when, when Brene Brown talks about vulnerability and um, fear of vulnerability. But I, I, I do know that that if you, you know that gratitude in those moments really does really does help. You know, to to dissipate those feelings of, of fear. Um, you know, if you're you like and and just the little things like. Um, and she she thinks she she frames it in the perspective of people who have actually lost, um, so people who have actually lost, gone through massive grief, like they've lost a child, they've lost a, a partner, and they say that the things they talk about the things that they're they're grateful for about those those experiences that they had with with you know a partner, like she says like you know. Um, I'm grateful for all those moments, you know, the, 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 all the th- things I miss the most, like the, the hearing their footsteps or the, 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 them closing the door, or, you know, or there's just the tiniest things. And I, those, because sometimes I struggle with gratitude because you're like, oh, nothing good happened today. Mm. But it, it, when you shift it to just those, those tiny things that actually, wow, I'm so, so grateful for just the, just sitting next to my wife on the sofa, like I'm watching television, is like, wow. That's so, that that if that was gone, that you know, that would be so crazy. So I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so amazing. Um, and I think that, that that's really helpful. So I don't I don't have like a common practice, sorry, a regular practice, but I, it, I do. Um, I do really know the value of it, and, I, and it does pop into my head as a, a strategy sometimes when I I, I have fear. But mm. I, I'll be honest, like fear, 
um, still I still experience fear quite a lot and and um, sometimes I don't deal with it very well and sometimes it just it just runs around my head and at those mo- that, that that's usually when I'm you know lying in bed um, in the mornings or late at night and um, and uh, yeah the, the, the fear just kind of goes round and round and round and sometimes it, it, it can just it can lead to like a a kind of madness almost like a, a, a just the same thought going round and round and round in my head and it's like almost like a psychosis like a, a like imagining situations that don't aren't even you know aren't even real uh, so it's very difficult to, to explain but I'm, I'm sure others experience it too um, so yeah I again it's I aspire to, 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 to do all these things I kind of know what would, would work but um, but sometimes the, you know the routine just, just isn't there and uh, especially on those days where you like uh, it's been a long day and you're really <laughs> fed up <laughs> your long week I think we work too too many days in the week <laughs> we sort of break in the middle or something because by sometimes by the end of the week I'm like right okay I just want to have a few drinks and I'm not going to do any I'm not and I'm not going to do any mindfulness I'm not going to do any exercise I'm not going to do any yoga I'm not doing any anything I'm just going to like enjoy these drinks or enjoy this food or just like go on my phone and look at um, social media for for hours and um, and it, it it almost always leads to a return to fear. So I, d- I don't know if this is similar for others, but basically it's, it it can be quite cyclical. Like you get through the week, you got your routines, and you get to the weekend like ah, oh, like let's just <laughs> um, let some of this go and then and then a bit of the fear starts returning again so you get back to the routine I think it's a gradual upward spiral for me so it's, it's two or three steps forward and then one or maybe half a, a step back now mm. um, so yeah I'm in a better place it, it sounds as if it's like you were in a battle, you know, and you were so conscious about <laughs> your enemy for, I don't know, a few days and suddenly you, you let your guard down and here it is coming to bite you, kind of, uh, waiting yeah. around the corner that, okay, he's on automatic mode now, he's not conscious anymore, um, let let me let me make his life happy, <laughs> not. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, go on. No, no, I, I suppose, you know, and, and but probably an unhelpful thought is, is um, why am I, why am I like this? <laughs> why does that happen? I'm sure there are people there. I mean, I, I, I definitely know a couple of people, and there's not many, but I know a couple of people who are just happy. <laughs> they're just like, they just get up and they're like, if not everything's great but like everything's pretty good and they're not they like don't seem to be doing much to to get to that but you know it's it they seem to be pretty pretty good pretty okay with with how things are um and i, I think that they, i think they must be it's like 
you know um there's that show is it secret eaters or something like that um there's <laughs> there's people who are like why am i why am i like overweight mm. or there's other people who are like i'm really i'm really slim but i eat all the time so you know um um and then but they they film them secretly and they're like oh no but you're you're the the, the people who overlay weight actually actually they are eating quite a lot um and the people who are underweight you you find out that they're doing all these they're doing all these little things they do they're keeping active in ways which it doesn't seem like uh like it's planned it's just part of their life they're doing it anyway they're naturally doing these little bits of exercise and i i kind of wonder whether whether these people who are kind of just happy whether it's just part of whether they've planned it or probably it doesn't seem like they've planned it but they're just doing these little things like they're they're being grateful for stuff they're practicing gratefulness they're practicing kind of um you know um self-worth practicing self-worth and saying oh yeah I, I am good at this i've got i've got a colleague who i he he's really extroverted and he, when he completes a task when he when we were back in the office anyway um he, 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 he'd, he'd hear him saying to himself oh that was good i really did well there and i <laughs> i really made a difference you know and he's he, and I, you know i've spoken to other people who have said um Every time I go in the morning um, to work, I say, "What am I? What am I here for?" To myself, "What am I here for? What am I doing? Like, what, what, what am I trying to achieve today?" And I'm like, these are great practices that I just didn't have and have had to learn about, and then you know, bring in like I'm, like I'm, you know. L- like I'm going to the gym I'm like, I'm like you know I've, I've realised I'm overweight and I have to go to the gym but, but these other people like they just do it naturally you have to overcome embrace your fear or has there been any other way to deal with it do I have to over have I had to overcome it what like if you want to talk about your relationship with with your fears uh, it may be yeah. different for different fears that you you may may have experienced but like the general response um, to that relationship uh, what has that been Do you say to yourself okay I have to overcome this fear or no I have to embrace it and find out what's going on or has there been any other way aside from these two options um i th- i'm learning that um the kind of an acceptance is um really helpful uh i think the combination of years of um a combination of things so one being years of trying to overcome and trying to trying to get away from this fear and trying to and, and, and thinking about other people I suppose <laughs> and saying why am I like I, I, I like them and um, thinking basically there's something wrong with me and, and I, I, need, I need to be different um, 
and the knowledge now that that, that is not helpful and that or th through experience you know through trial and error or just error 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 <laughs> it's just like never never really getting anywhere or getting worse and worse and, and it's turning into quite quite damaging self-hatred like really you know, really really not liking myself at all um so i i know that acceptance is is um is the way forward and the kind of i still need, I, I still need to understand it fully though i mean i've i've got a book on it um <laughs> which i'm getting through called radical acceptance batara brock which which is really great um but um you know it, it, it's um it's 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 a new habit i think a new kind of mindset of uh self forgiveness and compassion um and and a kind of a bit of an understanding of of fear and that i think i think the perspective of that i'm naming loads of books now but like the kind of chimp paradox um perspective um where uh you know you recognize the the the, the wiring that we that we are operating on or that the kind of hardware that we are, we are operating on is thousands and thousands of years old and is relevant for uh, uh you know jungle environments or, or like you know or, or environments where there are predators around and you know fear is useful um so rec so that's useful that's helpful as well to go okay fear is trying to help me this this feeling is trying to trying to serve me but it's it's not you know it's not relevant so um but i need to kind of accept that it's okay to feel like that and okay so what and to kind of you know work towards an observer perspective so what what do i know about this fear what do i know about what strategy can help me what process i suppose can help can help me um and uh, and going for, and going for that that process, whatever that might be, gratitude or or, or um, you know a little bit of exercise or something, or speaking to someone like you. <laughs> so your fears have they helped or hindered your self-discovery journey? It's, yes, it, it's it's really difficult one to answer. Because um, I wonder what my life would have been like without. Um, but I think that is, I mean, that is part of my kind of acceptance journey um, is, you know, getting past that kind of rumination um, and regret and framing it more in a, you know, that all of that those years spent fearing things were have they helped me be a better more kind of whole person does that mean i'm better able to to be helpful to others and to really serve really understand and and um really help those who need the help the most um because of the fears of that I, I've experienced um, and uh, that I've got over them, that I've gone through it all, not 
all like but i've gone through some fear i've gone through some times of pretty intense fear um and can hopefully relate to people and help people help people out of of holes and not from a place of gosh i don't know i don't understand i don't understand what you're going through at all to i kind of do and i'm you know i might be able to help you <laughs> yeah um what was the question again i think i kind of deviated a bit Yes, in terms of um, whether it has helped or hindered your, your translation yeah. journey. Yeah, I, yeah. So, I, yeah, I do. I do think that it is. It has, it has helped me to 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 understand people um, more and to the, the kind of the, the brain and and. Um, and hopefully, I hope that it means that I'll be able to really help people. Um, I think I've just got to a place where I'm actually okay with myself. Um, and and that feels like the other side of this, you know, it's almost like, I mean, possibly, um, all my, <laughs> my life up to now has been a kind of coming to terms with and accepting myself. Um, and not disliking myself and um you know and so the other the, the other side of this you know on top of this milestone is is serving others um maybe and the moment i'm just like loving the fact that i'm not worried about things all the time <laughs> um and you know i i was reflecting with maybe you like <laughs> the other day that um the my 14 year old me looking at my looking at being able to like be in my brain now would be just like amazed to think that that the my that the that the fears weren't so present you know i used to i used to dream about just being fear free for a little bit you know um when i was when i was a teenager and um now it's like relative paradise so i'm really enjoying really enjoying i'm really enjoying that freedom from 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 fear so being being so present um but i hope the other side of that that i can turn it to towards because yeah i can turn it towards serving others but that that desire to serve others isn't fear-based because I think I think I was tr I was trying to or you're not you're not achieving your potential you're not good enough as a human you're you know you're wasting time you're lazy you know you haven't tried hard enough and those things um they didn't help me i don't think they i think they they helped us in got me <laughs> they got me to a kind of crisis point um and made me seek out help 
Um, so, yeah, they helped in that regard. And I think uh, coming out the other side of it all, I'll, I'll come out stronger, much better capable of, of helping people and hopefully helping people, helping people for the right reasons, not because of some kind of status thing that I think was driving my desire to help others before. You know, um, I needed to be somebody, uh, be successful. Um, I think the more that I can be just connected to a value of just being kind, loving and um, and be really connected, really, really connected to, to another person and connected to their their dreams and their happiness. That that is that's the the real gold, you know, that's the real gold kind of driver. Um, yeah. So, we're, yeah, without fear, maybe I, I, I wouldn't be saying things like that. I'd still be status obsessed because maybe there are people out there and they haven't got to that crisis point and they're still kind of, they're still surfing fear. And um, I'm not very good at surfing. My mm. coordination's not there at all. <laughs> we can fall off all the time. <laughs> Eaten by a shark. Worried about the sharks. I think it's, I'm sitting on the beach now, and I'm, you know, I've done my, my surfing days rover, and I'm just enjoying the beach. Mm. Uh, and maybe I'm trying to extend the metaphor. <laughs> can um, help some of the crabs. No. Mm. <laughs> So while you're on the beat trying to help the crabs, what would you tell those crabs? <laughs> <laughs> what fear has touched you? Maybe, maybe the crab metaphor isn't there. Maybe it's like, um, yeah, <laughs> building sandcastles, helping others build their sandcastles. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, what was what was the. Uh, what was the what was the question again? And then what what fear has taught you? You've thought talked about wonderful experiences and revelations and the beautiful aspects beyond behind and beyond uh, your your presence to to understand yourself, to love yourself, to accept yourself, and also to share what you have with others, help others to get to that point. What has fear? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm just thinking of that, you know, the the, the metaphor of the surfers, like that, you know, it would be, it would be. Maybe it is about, you know, for those who are still trying to. Surf their fears, if, if you like. You know, they're still, still trying to. They're still self-loathing. They're still. Um, or they're still trapped in a the anxieties and fears that are placed upon them by the, the systems, the, the environments that they're in. And they're, they're absorbing the fear of, of a system or of, of, of powerful people in that system to help them to 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 get that big picture view and to see themselves as um, 
as not having to be connected to the that fear system but be able to be to transcend it you know to be sitting back up on the beach with, with, with me and, and with my friends and and to get the the real view of of the beauty of the world you know the beauty of the sunset the beauty of um of 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 people and the beauty of themselves um because it, it, we are all bloody you know we're so beautiful <laughs> and 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 we go around not realizing it and we've got to go around not realizing how 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 blissful actually you know that that knowledge and that that can be um yeah how, how blissful the real connection to others can be and, and 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 disconnection from um from fear that's for fear's sake fear as a tool you know fear that is systemic You have all this wisdom that you have acquired throughout the years. Um, and you talked about uh, a young David. What would you tell him? The 14 years old or the younger, younger than 14 older than 14. What would you tell him? What advice would you give him? Uh... I think the, the, the like the immediate thing that jumps out is like to, to seek help um, because you can't help you haven't got the tools right now on your own to help yourself like you, you need some <sighs> I just always wish that I I'd you know, um, there was there was a, there was a moment in my life when I got advised to see a counsellor, um, and I kind of wish that that I that I'd done that um, because, well, who knows? But it might have helped. Um, it might have helped give me some tools. Who knows what the tools were like in, in the mental health profession in whenever it was 19 the late 90s but um uh that that would have been cool i think i think there's so much out there now that there's so many tools and so many great pieces of bits of wisdom that you know that have come from around the world and throughout history they've kind of been extracted from the best of the best uh, uh, wisdom on 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 wellness and and freedom from 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 um, dis disabling fear um, that um, that it's you know in a, I think we're in a really good place now but um, yeah I I'd advise him to seek to seek help to seek tools to seek people who could. Seek people who you could have an honest conversation with and be honest. I think I hold on to so many things. I never shared any any of my, or very rarely shared my fears 
and I just kept hold of them. And I that was the worst. They need to be aired. Air your fears, get them out there and let them because if they're not if they're not getting out there they're, they're in the best environment to just fry thrive and that's if, it, if they're kept in your head they you know i think this is probably from brene brown or someone but if they are if they're in that social realm then 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 they're much less likely to to really dominate um or the or at least a social realm which is which is honest and caring and um uh yeah so it would be to seek help but the right kind of help and for for 14 15 year olds that's probably quite probably quite difficult um uh, but i think if i could i don't know if this advice would help me because i don't know if i'd hear it but i'd i'd, I'd tell myself to, to actually lo- learn to love myself and 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 i'd I'd probably give myself a good old coaching session, and and I'd I'd, I'd shine. I'd, I'd reflect back all of the the qualities that that I have, and and try and show what value I, I have, and 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 that a lot of things that I hate myself for aren't actually things that um, are things that have been. Uh, are things that the fears that or, or <laughs> they are a result of me trying to be valuable in a world where the wrong things are valuable yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah yeah like you know the playground sort of place who's the most skillful bully <laughs> they're, 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 they're top of the top of state the, you know, the status ladder but um yeah um but um yeah i don't know I, yeah i think it's, you, you mentioned such a valuable um idea in terms of seeking help and Seeking help comes, in my opinion, with, with, with a different kind of with an additional um, aspect to it in terms of you need to approach the right people because just seeking help with anybody, it can create more damage yeah. to yourself. No, you're right. Yeah, than, than you would want it to be. Um, and sometimes the, the wrong people may be, I'm not saying wrong, but there are people who may understand you less um mm. are the closest to you probably and it's it's so important to find that at yeah. least one person as you said genuine and caring and who you think that they really really get you to probably open up if you feel that professional help is it's it's not in the cards or not for you um because sometimes people with their best intention may create so much so much hurt just because somebody doesn't understand what you're going through yeah yeah and, and i think people who are very close to you like a parent in particular you know that they, they, they try the very best but um they don't really understand they don't they, yeah they, they don't understand the issue and they're really worried about their own status as 
as as parents and they want they want to be great parents and if they're if their son or daughter is is kind of broken in some way then that's really tough for them or this or seems broken in some way and i don't think it is being broken i think it's more about the environment around them being broken um and i think that people are wonderful um but (laughs) um uh, it's um yeah it can be really tough for, for, for those people around you um to to do it right um so yeah i mean you know i was just thinking the other day about my friend i, I mentioned earlier and he i was thinking back to when he was going through most difficult times of his it's like mental illness and I, I was so crap at being at doing and saying all the things that i needed to do uh because i was i i was terrified of the situation i had no idea like what to do and uh and um and being around him was just a reminder of 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 this 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 what was perceived to be an illness like a really tough one and um yeah so it, yeah yeah i think i think we we need to be we need to be get better as as you know all of us at at just being at being understanding when whether it's mental illness or whether it's just fear in general is kind of is, is 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 happening when it's occurring and we need to be we need to let that let it air and let it and we need to be get better at at, at knowing how to approach it and, and that i think is is with compassion with understanding and with a real patience and um and and a kind of sensitivity um and i think that that is that is developing like there's a big much more of a focus now on since covid on wellness and mental health and on 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 compassionate and being compassionate uh, in in workplaces at least or you know and, and you know it's almost unfortunately being commodified in by by you know you watch the telly and it's like now more than ever we need to look after each other by buying this phone you know it's like right <laughs> yeah okay um <laughs> but uh yeah yeah talking about compassion it's i i read the a, a so heartwarming story um i think not long ago um about I think it was a teacher. I don't know whether it's a real story or is an embedded story, but the message, I think it's really deep. As in a teacher, a primary school teacher lost lost his wife and the kids in the class were writing lovely messages of how to keep strong and so on. So, But one of them went and sat in his lap. Um, and he didn't do anything, just sat there with him. And when his mom said, what did you do? I said, and the little one was said, I, I did not do not like anything. I just sat with him to, to grieve his wife and to just allow her to, to cry. So sometimes just being there without feeling the need to do something, to repair something, yeah. something is broken or 
to really be there with the person and help them grieve or go through the grief by knowing that we are there. I think it, it means so much and it, it touched me so, so deep that story was like, my goodness. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. I think that, that oh, you talked about safety earlier and that's like the, the idea of unconditional love is I'm sure I'm sure that that is like the first thing in, in how to be a great parent that's that's got to be it like you know making it clear throughout any way you can that you, you know you are loved whatever like you we love you and you know that I think that would just <laughs> that's such a such amazing thing and just to know that just for, for like every child to have that in their head I'm still loved I like I, I'm still loved I'm you know no matter what um that's such an amazing thing yeah. um because I think the fear takes to fear completely disables you when you're like if I don't do this if I don't do X, Y, or Z, then I am not loved anymore. Then, you know, or I need to, I'm not loved. I'm not loved. I need to do these things in order to be loved. Um, you know, and uh, uh, that's, I, th I think that's, you know, that's certainly my, exp my, um, <laughs> and I think, you know, my, I feel like I'm saying that my parents didn't love me. They do love me very, very much. But um, I, th I think, you know, uh, I, yeah, that was one, one of my experiences was, was with that, you know, that I worried that if I, if I if I didn't do things right, then I wouldn't be loved. And I think there are so many adults and kids who who are experiencing, including myself, I've experienced this conditional love, this exchange, that I needed to be something and I needed to be perfect and I needed to perform just to feel accepted and love and seen. Um, and this reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you've seen this movie, I don't remember the name, but it's with Meryl Streep when she's a rock and roll kind of rock, rock chick. Um, and she's, she has lost her kids as in the kids does, does not recognize her as mom. And her current partner is saying to her, it's not their responsibility, it's not their, their, like, their duty to love you, it's your duty to love them no matter what. And that, yeah, that hit deep when it come, came to me as a, as a daughter and now as a, as a parent. The kids grow and you like them always to be the little one, the baby who you can, the baby who needs you, kind of. And when you realize that they don't yeah. need you anymore, you're like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah forget that you need to be there unconditionally and it's just yeah they don't they may not love you they may say to you i don't love you i don't like you they may but it's your responsibility to just stick to it you have no choice <laughs> yeah 
it's like maybe do you do we you know do I said we I'm an, I'm, a, I'm I'm an aspiring parent I very much hope that I will become a parent um do parents need to work extra hard to 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 show their children that they're loved um because you know I mean my my experience was I I, I know that my my parents absolutely love me but because I suppose going out into the big wide world you're I feel like you're you kind of told love's very conditional here love is very very conditional and it really depends on your status uh, and if you if you fuck this up then then yeah. you know you can you basically you know you can go to the sidelines and and who knows what's going to happen um our evolutionary programming tells you know, is speaking to us saying if you're outcast then you are food um <laughs> so you know fear fear is it, it takes over in a big way so do parents need to work double time or triple time even to to show that they really really love <laughs> your, uh, your kids are really really loved they're really really loved um because it's being unwritten it's been unwritten the moment we walk out into the world it's, it's i mean I'm, I'm just i'm just kind of hypothesizing right now um yeah for, for me I've, I've had my my daughter for, for seven years now and for me what she has taught me is like you need to deal with your shit you need to understand your own needs um kind of don't seek in your children a reparation of your needs or something that somebody hasn't given um learn to to love yourself and work on yourself um and then be a role model because sometimes you don't have yeah. to just be and they see what you are about and they they will get they will get it when there is love for you and there is love yeah. for them automatically yeah. yeah i like that i like that a lot yeah you talked with your 14 years old david now you're talking <laughs> with, your, with the 90 year something david very healthy and strong with kids around them and grandchildren and so on <laughs> um what do you think he will tell you <laughs> oh man um oh, uh, I think you know <laughs> you know what I think I, I'll get on to the question but that I was just kind of thinking about it and you know I, I did have a health anxiety moment there like you won't make that you won't you you're not gonna make that you're gonna die soon like that, that that was that was that was a fear that just came up just kind of being honest um <laughs> but um i'm hoping that 
he will it's such a difficult question isn't it I've never I don't think I've ever thought of that before yeah. I'm hoping just he'll just say you have you learned so much from that from that from from your teenage years and from your, your 20s and you know and and this that the period right now that that you're experiencing is your harvest is you it's like a harvest is it like you you're you're develop you know you're going you're developing yourself so you can be this so you you can love yourself so you can love others um and you can you can create those safe spaces for for people who 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 are close to you you can create these these bubbles of humanity in a very complicated and crazy world uh, and you you did uh, I'm hoping he'll say you did that you did that with your your family and look at them now look how how happy they they are in the context <laughs> that against all odds kind of make you know I, I imagine, <laughs> um, and and I think I think that you know things like that will be enough. Like I, I don't, you know, um, that you, you know. So he'll say you learned that you didn't need to change the world. You just need to. I don't know. Love yourself and love, you know, love those around you. And um, and that's enough. <laughs> um, yeah. Let me add. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Sorry. Always saying that if I may add, he will also say to you, "We made it, mate." Yeah, we made it. <laughs> we made it. We made it. You know, and he'll say that moment, that conversation you had with Ramona, mm. that was the changing point. That was the that was the point where it all changed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. <laughs> Would you have it another way, David? When it comes to Sorry? Your, would you have it any other way when it comes to your relationship with fear? <laughs> um, that is your you're offering me a very tasty very tasty treat now, which I know is gonna <laughs> which um, I know probably isn't what I want. It's like a nice burger. Mm. Um I would say like my initial response would be a yes yes i don't want, i want i want i would have freedom from fear for my whole life i'd have I'd, I'd be just really happy and i'd be the best possible version of myself and i'd be really i'd make the most of all my creative potential at a very young age and i'd be a great musician and an actor and i'd be um you know uh, uh, 
it'd be so obvious that I was loved. Everyone would love me. It'd be wonderful, wonderful. But I, I know that I, I don't think that's helpful to think that way. You know, I got quite excited saying it all <laughs> just then. But I don't think it's helpful to think that way. And I yeah that's that kind of thinking has not served me at all in the past in fact it's made my life much more difficult um although maybe it's got to me to where i am now which is the other side of that thinking um where i'm thinking i recognize that thought is not being helpful that that kind of regret that oh what if Oh, if I studied harder, if I'd done this differently, I hadn't got into that group of friends. If I, you know, that kind of thinking is just not not helpful at all. And I, that's the kind of thought now that I've learned to let go and just go, okay, that's that's that thought again. I'm I'm going to let that go, and and I'm I'm going to just be accepting of how things are and grateful for what I have, and um, and I'm going to do the best I can tomorrow <laughs> um, or today um, so would I have it any other way well I know the answer I'm meant to give is no I'm everything <laughs> it's all a wonderful it was all a wonderful journey um, so yeah no I yeah I, that is the answer that I'd like to give yeah. I'm, I wouldn't have it any other way but I, it's nice actually being asked that because you're like no and then you say it and then you know maybe I'll start to believe it <laughs> <laughs> so what would be your mantra that you want we would tell others say when dealing with fear uh think it's okay this this is human this is normal um, and what's my process I think well what's okay you know okay what's and now what's my strategy like what 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 do I need to practice um that that would be helpful mm. how can i get to my my loving self my my compassionate self um and yeah it's not like a it doesn't slip off the tongue does it that mantra but <laughs> yeah you know, I don't think I don't know if that's great advice or anything, but that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what's come to mind right now. It's you. So this is what we want. You. Yeah. What's acceptance, forgiveness? Acceptance, forgiveness, then and process maybe, or you know, then gratitude i don't know you know yeah yeah anyway carry on please 
No, you, you carry on if you want to add anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit lost. I, I, um, yeah. So it's around that it's okay, that it's human, you said, and that um, once you've realized it's there, what the next step would be, what would be the strategies for, for, for those people? Yeah. And what's, why? fear is there, what does it mean, um, while they are loving themselves and they are staying kind, like, kind to... Yeah, yeah. Mm. My, my next question would be, what's on the other side of fear? Is there an, another side? <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I think the other side of fear is, um, I think a, a possible other side of fear can be strength, can be, you know, that resilience and, you know, uh, growth and, and I've been the right kind of growth, which is that which gets you closer to being happy and being and bringing happiness to others not <laughs> being really successful mm. um, uh, um, so I think it's this something I really like about this kind of I don't know it's like a model or something but like you start off with simplicity and then we get complexity kind of dumped on us throughout our childhood and then into teens and you know the complexity of what the world and systems and culture and society you know and then it, but if we can get the other side of all of that then we return back to kind of simplicity again or re like re rebirth rediscovery and we've talked about this before like you know rewilding with uh, kind of popular phrase at the moment but uh, like a return to simplicity so is it is it like you know a, a simplicity um that's the other side of fear that's uh, you know and that would that mean that complexity and you know causes our fear a lot of the time or chaos or you know uncertainty um If I want to take your mantra um, and the idea of what's on the other side of fear, and you talked about simplicity. For me, that simplicity would be would would translate in love, uh, mm. because we tend to speak so little about love, and it's like in this society, it's like kind of shameful to mention to mention it, you know. <laughs> Uh, and, and I don't know about feeling it, but it's just, I think once we really understand what's love about, um, yeah, I think we would be able to allow ourselves to be the way we are and to love what we are and then to share that love with others. Yeah. Yeah.
we are reaching yeah so yeah i'm just reflecting what I'm, I'm agreeing the hell out of it <laughs> cool. um please if you want to add something to it you're more than welcome to do. no i think i think it's right you know just thinking about you know men's the male relationship with love and the idea of love and how that's that's improving i think and um but that 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 you know in certainly in the 20th century and, and probably before that men uh, do men do love you know you love your mother uh, <laughs> you love love, love yeah. my wife yeah of course <laughs> yeah. I love my wife my kids but you know you wouldn't go you wouldn't ever say the L word ever anywhere else ever really you know mm. or oh, you love your team team yeah <laughs> um um but yeah, yeah, and and that's a real problem, mm. and it's been programmed in children are very capable, male or female, very capable of love and compassion and joy. But then we unlearn all those things. We have to relearn them. Mm. You said something early on about not fully understanding what uh, Brené Brown is talking when she mentions vulnerability, and for me, for me being vulnerable is what you just said now uh, not being tough that this social mm. of being tough you know and especially when it comes to men uh, you need to be tough or being cool yeah otherwise uh, you're you're not uh, man enough <laughs> uh, so we just yeah I, I, for me it's like being vulnerable is more like like accept that love is part of you and there is no other way um she's talking about yeah. this soft soft front hard back kind of where you don't forget that we are made nice yeah we are made through love most of the times or sometimes <laughs> but we are here we represent what love is it's just we, that we tend to forget about it yeah yeah i really like that yeah i've i've relearned what vulnerability means <laughs> and, and and it's something about being it's about being you and not just being compliant with what is you see all around you um So yeah, being loving as a man, being. But also to think that you're lovable, not only that. that yeah. Yeah. Any other words of wisdom, David, that you may want to share with our listeners? Oh. I think it's just it's always like about finding just finding what works if something will work for everyone but it's but finding the thing that works for you 
but you know for me it's it, it, it mindfulness and it's things like yoga gratitude and and coaching coaching and mentoring has been massive for me and reading you know book great books or watching youtube things about you know by great people but um and doing exercise and things I think a combination of those things and trying lots of different things on and seeing what fits and what doesn't um, it's, it's a great way to change your relationship with fear and I think just being yeah yeah being being having the the system the system awareness of the systems that, that are affecting how you are and what 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 radio station you're tuned into or what kind of you know frequency you're tuned into so like you know um, at any one time um, I think yeah I think the big thing is about uh, the big the big big driver in our world is success and growth and I alluded to it just now but that I think we need to change that <laughs> and 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 move away from growth to you know as as a as a um, something that determines success to something else yeah. something that is more sustainable more more wholesome um, which is just kind of love um, happiness you know they're not we're trying to get to love kindness and happiness through growth we need to grow we need to grow we need to be you know a bigger corp company or, or I need more money or whatever like and the other side of that is it's not happiness kindness and love um, it's just more growth um, so it needs to redefine what success is so um could you please get the president of the world on the phone and i'm gonna tell them that, tell them that and then that will be changed and that's that yeah yeah and just to tell them he or she or them um yeah. that they need to make sure that self-worth and worth in general not monetary worth because self-worth is in human worth um exatamente session today as helpful as I have found it. Just saying thank you to you and have a good evening. Thank you, Rona. Thank you so much. Bye. Take care. Bye bye.